you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Family's Fly Free Podcast. I'm Lynn Mettler, as always, and this week I've got a special guest for you. I've got Jill Wright with us, and she is a money coach for entrepreneurs. So Jill helps entrepreneurs make money easier by helping them find where they're limiting their options and not seeing their best opportunities. And she's in Nashville. She's a former CPA. And I brought her on today to kind of help us with having the proper mindset around being able to travel lots of places free, because I have a lot of people come to me with more of a negative mindset, I would say, or they have some misconceptions or lies. Um, Jill has a podcast called Money Lies. So I feel like some of these are travel lies that people tell themselves and it prevents them from being able to do these amazing things like travel the world for free. So I wanted her to help us with how can we shift that mindset, you know, and specifically what some of these examples are that I see. So welcome to the podcast, Jill. Thanks, Lynn. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm really excited to talk to your audience because I always find that even though I coach entrepreneurs, a lot of times I see that the things that keep them stuck in their business, the keep the things that challenge them in their business are the same sort of limitations that impact them in other areas of their life. So I love showing people how their money mindset impacts really every area of their life. So applying this to how it impacts their travel and their ability to create amazing memories and see all of those opportunities is really exciting for me. And plus, you know, I, even though I'm a former CPA, I've always been good with numbers, but what I found and the reason I became a coach is that I like working with people a whole lot better than I like working with numbers. So I love (laughs) the, uh, you know, the opportunity to combine the numbers piece with the people piece. So how did you get into, you know, this business of working with people around money issues? Well, when I was in corporate, I was not very happy there. (laughs) The last few years I worked in corporate, and I think probably a lot of people can uh, resonate with that. And when I decided to leave corporate, I, I found out about life coaching And I thought, you know what, that is right up my alley because originally when I was in high school, I really wanted to study psychology, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. I went into accounting because it seemed like a quicker path to a good paycheck. Yep. I (laughs) thought I was going to be a pharmacist. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. And so um, I loved the idea of getting into life coaching and coaching people. And then when it was time to choose my niche, it was just such a natural fit for me because I saw a lot of 
um, entrepreneurs who had limited money mindsets and they, it kept them stuck. It kept them from really stepping out and doing their amazing work in the world. And I thought, you know what, that's a gap that I can fill. And that's something that I became very passionate about, especially with women entrepreneurs. Yeah. And there's so much psychology around money, right? I mean, it's almost more about the psychology than it is the numbers. I mean, I don't know if that's a true statement or not, but it seems like you have to get over the psychology part first in order to really work with the numbers. Yeah. I totally believe that. I totally agree with you. It is it's so much more about how we identify ourselves in relation to the value that we put out in the world and the value that we get back. There's so much of that that's tied to our identity that it has a huge impact on how successful entrepreneurs become in their business. And before we move into travel mindset, will you tell us what a life coach is? Well, a life coach, I like to think of a life coach sort of um, as a personal trainer for your brain. (laughs) So, you know, 20, 25 years ago, you know, hiring a personal trainer wasn't necessarily something that everybody in the, in the world did. It was sort of more like, um, what, who, what the rich and famous did. Right. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, lots of people have personal trainers and lots of gyms, hire personal trainers and they may be part of your membership, or it might be a little add on that type of thing. So I feel like life coaching is for the physical, you know, for the brain and for your mind, what a personal trainer is for your body. That's a great definition. Yes. (laughs) And there's so many um, different avenues that like money that you can work on or health and fitness and nutrition, I mean, business, you know, many different angles yeah. that a life coach can take to help you in a particular area of your life. So yeah. I know I found this to be very helpful over the last couple of years of um, just reframing my thoughts and realizing the impact that those have on results in your life and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. there's pretty much right. us life coach that specializes in pretty much anything that people struggle with in their life. So (laughs) if there's anything you struggle with, I guarantee you there's a life coach out there that specializes in that specific challenge. Right. And in, in a way I have sort of become a travel coach, you know, to people whose problem is they want to travel but they aren't part of the rich and famous who are jet setting around the world. Right. But they still want to be able to do that. So um, that's where I can come in and show you if you have the right mindset, how you can do this. So um, I I've listed out some examples of um, some of the, the negative things I hear. So I thought I'd just quickly give some examples of those and we'll come back around and we'll talk about those in detail. But um, some of the things that I hear regularly are, this is too good to be true or it's a scam, right? And it, it truly does sound good, too good to be true, but it's not. Um, and how can you open your mind to that? Um, credit cards are bad. That is a really big one. That's probably the most common one that I hear because the way that we teach traveling free does involve um, proper use of credit cards, right? Um, using them for good, not letting them be bad. Another one I hear is that it will negatively impact my credit score. It's definitely a big money concern for a lot of people um, that I can't do this without getting myself in debt. Um, And the last one I wrote was um, 
that you shouldn't spend money in order to save money. So like I had that come up today with someone of they didn't want to pay an annual fee for a card that was like $199 that's going to end up saving them, say, $6,000. So just getting your mind around, sometimes you have to outlay a little money in order to make significantly more, save significantly more. So let's, um, I want to have you kind of address just generally how to get yourself out of a negative mindset like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of these go back to, I mean, they all go back to scarcity mindset and scarcity mindset can generally be characterized by fear. And so a lot of these are fear-based. It's too good to be true. The fear there is that um, I'll get scammed and then I'll look foolish. Exactly. That, yeah, you're going to look foolish somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the fear. And, um, and so credit cards are bad. That comes from a fear that I'll get in over my head again, that I'll be embarrassed or look foolish. So a lot of, a lot of things tend to stem back. A lot of fears tend to stem back to shame, guilt, um, embarrassment, looking foolish, and then the one I see a lot is being disappointed. So it'll negatively impact my credit score. Same thing. You can look at that fear that you're going to do something bad. You're going to look bad. You're going to feel bad. Um, so that it always holds us back. And I can't do this without getting in debt. Um, that's a, just a matter of being informed, um, trusting yourself and trusting the process. And so that also comes from a fear that you won't do what you're supposed to, right? And so that that's sort of a fear of uncertainty, which a lot of these others um, relate back to as well. And so the way that you can get around that is just by, you know, keeping yourself informed, um, asking good questions when you're checking out things that seem too good to be true, things that, um, you know, understanding the process and understanding what your protections are and what um, your, I mean, you offer a money back guarantee if right. they don't save, mm -hmm. you know, double their money. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that basically makes it risk-free for your clients, your customers, but they, they do have to have some level of trust in me to right, right that yeah, I will honor follow that. through that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so it um is doing your due diligence, right? That's how you trust yourself is you, you know, follow up, you ask the right questions. Um, and then you can't or shouldn't spend money to make money. Again, that goes to um that I won't save the money. That to cover what I spent. Um, and I think that probably speaks a little bit to, um, you know, the idea. And I, I think we, you talked about this on your podcast with, um, the, the family, the seven, mm -hmm. uh, seven family member family. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, you know, you ask them that question, like, did you have to spend more money that, than you normally spend. And they were like, no, we just, we just put everything we normally spend on the credit cards and then we paid them off as we went along. And so 
um, you're, you're saving way more than you spend. Uh, so again, it's just a matter of trusting yourself, trusting the process, and then getting past that fear, because that fear is always coming from that scarcity mindset. And so the other way that I like to look at this with my clients is um, our brain just generally has a tendency to look at worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. But, and so we prepare for that ahead of time. And what you prepare your mind for is what you prepare to achieve. (laughs) So if you're preparing for the worst case scenario, that's what you're preparing to achieve is the worst case scenario. So what I tell my clients to do is to not focus on the worst case scenario as much as you focus on the best case scenario. So how often are we preparing ourselves for the best case scenario? Because when you prepare yourself for the best case scenario, which is saving, you know, all that you promise that they'll save, then that's what we achieve. So focusing more on what you want than what you don't want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one of the keys to shifting from a lack mindset to an abundance mindset. Well, and the idea of what you put your energy into is what will grow. Yes. Right. Yep. What you focus, there's another saying there. What, what you focus on grows. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you, do you want to focus, do you want to grow lack or do you want to grow abundance? And yeah. So if you focus on these negatives, your result in travel, is going to be no more travel, right? Which is what you already have. Exactly. What do you have to lose? Right. You already have no more travel. You know, you're not traveling with what you want to, how you much you want to, all of that. So, you know, um, shifting a focus to, we talked, you know, if you want to hear more, more of us talking about this idea, I was on Jill's Money Lies podcast, um, episode number 84. And we talk about this a little bit more in detail too, um, of opening your mind up to the possibility and believing it is possible. And for me, like a big way that you get there, if this sounds too good to be true, is to listen to other people who have done it. And that's how I really got started on this journey was I saw how this another couple was flying around the world and they were doing it with, you know, they were earning their miles without paying for flights. They were using credit cards and other ways to earn the miles. And I thought, okay, if it's possible for them, then it's possible for me. They did it. So why can't I do it? (laughs) So I think if you can come at it with that mindset, and I like what you're saying, like, of course, do your due diligence. You know, um, if there's a question you have, ask it. Like I'm always an open book, like send me an email, find me on Instagram, you know, make a comment, um, ask your questions because I don't want you to be held back from travel because you had something you weren't sure about and you just didn't ask the question. So I think abundance and lack is a big thing here. Um, do you have any other tips for how, like I, like when you're dealing with money, I feel like it's very hard. Like if you're in a place where you just don't feel like you have much money, it's very, very hard to shift yourself from that feeling of scarcity and lack into one of abundance because you don't believe it because you're not there yet. So I think it could be the same with travel. You don't believe because you're not there. Any other ways that you would suggest to bridge that gap 
until your mind can believe it? Yeah, it's, I think it's just a matter of deciding. I mean, that's really what it, what it comes down to. It's a matter of deciding because these are all future-based, right? The outcome is in the future. You know, this is too good to be true. The outcome is in the future. Credit cards are bad. The outcome is in the future. All of these, the outcome is in the future. So we know that the outcome, the bad outcome isn't true because it hasn't happened yet. And so a good outcome is every bit as likely as a bad outcome. So it's a matter of just deciding what it is that you want to create. So you want to create the ideal situation in your mind first. And the way you do that is first by deciding and then committing to believing in what is possible for you. And then just practicing that. That's not to say that you won't have doubts, you won't have fears come up, right? But recognizing that this is not a fact because it hasn't happened yet, right? Can't be a fact until it actually occurs. And I get to choose to believe what's possible for me until it actually happens, right? So what's at stake? There's really nothing at stake by believing that the best is going to happen and then acting as if you're in full control. And I think that's another thing that people struggle with is they feel like so much is out of their control. So I like to help people figure out how to figure out what actually is in their control and focus more on that. And then whatever's outside of their control, then again, focus on what they can do about that thing that is out of of their control. Because no matter what is outside of your control, there is always something you do control. And so focusing more on that than on what is not in their control. And so I love what you just said there, because a thought that I found that's really helped me just through any situation is the idea that I really have no control over like either something's going to happen or it won't. It's a, that's a fact in the future, either like, I don't know, let's pick an example. Um, I'm going to lose all my money or I'm not, (laughs) I might as well choose to think I'm not because like you said, it hasn't happened yet. So why would I choose to think the negative? They're both equally possible. They're possible outcomes. Why not choose the positive? What's the harm? What's the downside in doing that? Because then I don't worry about it along the way. You know, why suffer and worry and think it's not going to work? When again, you have no, it'll either happen or it won't, whether you worry about it or not. (laughs) Yeah. So you might as well be happy about it on your way there. Yeah. And most people do that. I mean, the down, the only downside is how, what they're worried about feeling like they're worried about feeling disappointed. They're worrying about feeling foolish, but the whole time you're worrying about that, you are feeling disappointed. You are feeling foolish. So you're feeling bad. you're going to feel that way, either way, you might as well, um, look for the best outcome because then at least it's only a chance that you'll feel bad. Whereas if you focus on that, then you're guaranteed to feel bad. (laughs) Exactly. Like, yeah, you may or may not end up feeling disappointed, but worrying about it ahead of time just makes it all worse. Even if you do end up feeling disappointed, then you felt bad all the way leading up to it also, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's a great, um, it's a great way to look at things. So um, another thing here, like you brought out, like each of these different examples that I mentioned, they're all fear-based. So I think it could help to, like you worked through each one there. 
what is the ultimate thing you are afraid of? And look at that and just recognize that, oh, the, the, why I feel this negative thought is because of this fear. And that kind of diffuses things just looking at it that way. Yeah. The worst case scenario here is that I think I'm going to look stupid if this is a scam, you know, well, is that really the worst thing in the world that you feel stupid? (laughs) You know, like it's a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could look stupid because you could have gone on all of these great trips and you didn't take advantage of it. I had someone like just yesterday that I was talking with and she was like, I am so mad that I've spent years paying all this money for all these flights. And I could have been doing this all along. It's so frustrating. I said, well, let's just turn that around and focus on awesome. You found this from here forward. You're never going to have to pay for flights, you know, but yeah, exactly. You can flip flop that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's always a different way to shift things, to look at things, um, as far as perspective. And so I think understanding what you want to be true is one step in the right direction to creating that truth for yourself. Um, it's, it's not delusional because like I said, you know, it's a 50, 50 chance that it could be true. So, right. Um, taking those steps to make it true is all within your control. Right now. Like I had, um, a, an individual the other day and they were bringing, I just could see it, this lack scarcity mindset, but it was around the idea of they had, this person had like, let's say 500,000 miles. And let me tell you, if I, I can do a lot with 500,000 miles. You can be flying for years, multiple people with that. And the comment was, but if I don't do like the, he was trying to make it more complicated. My system is very easy. Right. And he was like, oh, but I would need to do these 10 other things because I might not have enough points. And I was like, you have so many points. Like, well, you can just relax, you know, it's crazy. I don't know. What would you advise someone, you know, like coming into the, just the fear that they're going to run out basically. Yeah. I have this with, with a lot of my clients, it's like they make some money in their business, but then their brain has a tendency to turn that into, oh my gosh, this is temporary. What if I run out of money? What if I quit making money? What, you know, what happens then? And so again, it's, it's going back to what I always do when I find myself in a fear or lack mindset is I just take a pause and I say, okay, what are my options? Instead of thinking about what can't I do, I think about what can I do? And that always helps me to, I I just kind of brainstorm quickly in my mind, brainstorm a couple of options. And I don't, I try not to discount any options because what happens is your brain is going to, every option you come up with, your brain's going to go, oh, well, that's not realistic or that's not possible, or that's a stupid idea. But so you really have to kind of shut off the inner critic and shut off the, the judgment and just you know, kind of brainstorm the options first and then start going through the options because you never know when you're going to come up with an option that seems impossible or seems like a stupid idea, but it leads you down a path to a really good option or a really good idea for you. And so that's what, that's one way to stay open to all of the possibilities. And, um, 
you know, and another thing is people get into overwhelm, I think a lot of times, and I think just looking, staying present and just looking at one tiny step, one tiny option, one thing you can do to move forward, or what's the next thing, um, we have a tendency to look far out into the future or try to project all of these, all of this negativity out onto what will happen, but bringing yourself into the right now, like, what do I really need to worry about right now? Right. Because anything can happen tomorrow. Right. But what, what do I want to create right now? What can I do right now that is going to protect me or that is going to grow what I'm doing or that is going to help me enjoy this process more. Um, and then the other question is, you know, how can I make this easy? What is the easiest way to do this? What is the minimum viable option for me? And I think starting there always kind of shuts down a lot of that overwhelm and, and that, you know, things that we'd start to blow out of proportion when, when we get kind of stuck in our head. Yeah. And that is my goals to show my system is designed to be the simplest thing you can do to be able to travel free. So that's definitely the approach I take. And just in talking about, you know, just focusing on things you can control that brings to mind the serenity prayer, which is to accept the things I cannot change, to have the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah which is a great thought to always keep in mind. And the good news is miles and points are things you can control. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You can control the earning of those and the redeeming of those for free travel. That is not out of your hands. So um, that's the good news. And you can control whether it's simple or whether it's complicated. Yeah, right. You absolutely can. That's your choice. You know, if you want it to be complicated, it can be, if you want it to be simple, it can be. Um, and believing that can, it can be simple um, with, we have evidence to back it up. Um, can you talk just briefly about like our brain's tendency to go to the negative as a kind of a way to protect us? Yeah, it's really a survival mechanism because if you think about it in order to survive, you have to be aware of danger. And so our brain is designed to scan for problems. And you can even, you can look at any area of your life and you can see how you're more prone to find problems than you are to find solutions. And so when, but when we focus on just the problems, it actually becomes harder to find solutions because again, we get stuck in our head and we look more at what's not possible than what is possible. And so just noticing that, just becoming aware of that is just a huge uh, opportunity, a, huge, a, a very easy way to just pause and, and shift into, okay, what do I want this to look like? What would I, if I could order it on Amazon, you know, if I could order the truth on Amazon, have it delivered tomorrow, what would I want the truth to be? <laughs> um, just imagining like, if I could really truly impact what becomes true for me, what becomes my reality and how I experience my life and my travel, then what would I want? And shifting again, focusing more on what you want than what you don't. And the brain kind of, you know, wants us to not change, to stay safe and protected and what we've been doing always. Cause that's what it knows. Like I said, it's a, 
it's a survival mechanism. Like, um, you know, long, long time ago, like we were safer if we stayed in our cave or whatever, than if we yeah. went out and risked, you know, our lives to do something. And so it might feel a little scary that you're doing something new and different. And, and if you can recognize that's just the brain trying to protect you, but if you don't recognize that and move past it, you don't ever grow or change or do, you know, different new, amazing things. So it's, um, everyone feels that way. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, I think most, most people have a very high need for certainty. Yes. Um, and, and it, it is really a mindset. It's a mindset that you can practice. Um, but there are different ways to be certain, right? You can be certain by staying safe, or you can be certain by, you know, relying on yourself and relying on your instinct and your discernment and doing your due diligence and practicing, you know, positive thought habits um, and things like that. I mean, our brain, our survival brain really is motivated by three different things, the seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and then just doing things the most efficient and least energy spend as possible. So most of our drivers are typically, at least for my clients, and, and I've found that scarcity mindset is typically more about avoiding pain. And so just recognizing the pain that you're trying to avoid in any of your thought processes really, again, just sheds, shines the light on that. And it's so much easier to sort of step out of that when you can see what's going on than when you're just driven by your emotions. And and that we are going to feel pain as human beings, right? There's as much as we'd like to try to avoid that, we can't. Um, and if you can accept that too, you know, I think that's, that's helpful as well. Um, one more I wanted to address before we kind of wrap up is, is this idea of, you know, I'll get myself in debt again and looking at, you know, the idea you have evidence from the past that shows that you got in debt. So again, I've been in debt. So I understand that that fear and that feeling. So when you have past evidence that you did this, um, that doesn't mean that you're going to do it again. Like how can you create, um, for yourself a new path that doesn't have to be based on what you already did? Yeah. Um, well, uh, in coaching, we, there's a, a concept of the way we think, uh, leads to how we feel and how we feel determines how we act and how we act leads to the results that we see in our life. And so recognizing that going into debt comes from our actions and our actions come from our feelings and our feelings come from how we're thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So we are not a person that goes into debt. That's not our identity. It's just an action that we took. Um, I used to be an overspender. And when that changed for me is when I recognized that overspending is an action, it is not my identity. Right. And I can change my actions, Mm -hmm. right. By changing how I think about whatever made me made the decision to overspend. Right. If I think, oh, you know, I better get this while it's on sale because if I need it and it's not on sale, then it'll cost me more. Well, what if I never need it? Right. Right. So just, you know, changing the way I was thinking about those purchases 
just made me desire those purchases a lot less, right? Mm -hmm. I was able to think through once I became a person who sometimes spends money instead of a person, instead of, you know, identifying as an overspender, guess what? I stopped overspending. And Mm -hmm. it's the same with debt. Once I stopped identifying as a person who's in debt, I stopped going into debt. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. It doesn't define who you are. Right. I I have debt. It doesn't mean I'm a person who goes into debt. Right. Yep. It's just an action. So love it. Okay. Well, do you have any um, kind of final advice thoughts for us around money and mindset and travel? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, th- I think a- another way to look at this that your, um, the peop- your listeners might identify with is I, I don't just coat on money. <laughs> I actually coach my clients on every single thing that comes up in their life because mm-hmm. how we think about one thing is how we think about most things. And yeah. so what I find for my clients, even though I coach entrepreneurs, we coach on a lot of different things because I can guarantee you if it is showing up in one area of your life, it's showing up somewhere else. And so um, a perfect example of this was one of my clients was going on a trip to Disney world and she has three small children. And so she was really worried about, you know, making that the best experience for them and for her. And so she was worried about everybody being tired and cranky. She was worried about ruining the experience because of, you know, the stress that she would be under. And so she wanted to keep it, the the vacation as stress-free as possible. And so we actually coached through several um, options for her to do that. And one of the ways that we did that was we helped her in that coaching session design her experience, her travel experience from abundance rather than lack. Ah. So you see how she was focused on everything that would go wrong. Right. So we started creating an experience where everything went right. And when she came back and she got on the next coaching session, she told me about the most amazing vacation experience she had ever had and the memories that she created with her children and her mom and her husband. And it was fabulous. And it was the same concepts that we've talked about here because we taught her how to focus more on what she wants than what she didn't want. Right. She, we also coached her on staying present in the moment. And the last thing the something that we haven't talked about yet is making as many decisions ahead of time as possible, because what happens when you go on vacation, especially when you have three small children (laughs) is you have to make a lot of decisions throughout the day. Where are we going to, what rides are we going to go on? Check out my podcast on genie plus that. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of those decisions that you can make ahead of time. How will you structure your day? And you were, that was so great because you make things so easy for people to structure and plan and make decisions ahead of time. And that can change an experience so much. Um, Another thing that we talked about is just remembering and celebrating what the trip was about. Mm. Um, You know, realizing what your job as a parent is just to, you know, keep everyone fed 
keep everyone clean <laughs> and keep everyone safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and just realizing that that really is all it takes to make an experience magical. And, you know, some of the things that we end up worrying about really aren't what make that experience magical. So only focusing on the things that really matter um, is, is huge. Helps you stay you present, a, helps you, you enjoy. You have of uh, people to coach at Disney World because we always giggle that everyone's always arguing. <laughs> because you know, everyone's tired that exactly what she was worried about. And then she was able to avoid that, which a lot of people do end up experiencing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the fear of missing out, like, oh my gosh, we have to go on every single ride or we have to do all these things. And, and, and so that makes you feel rushed, makes you feel overwhelmed. It, instead of staying in the moment, you're always thinking about, oh, what's the next thing we have to do. So if you make a lot of those decisions ahead of time, and you create margin in your day, then you're going to create, you know, more magical memories, right? Cause your kids are never going to remember the ride that you didn't get on. They're just going to remember the rides they did get on and the amazing experience they had. You can right. bring that future perspective to it. You know, like the, yeah. what we want to get out of this is for our families to remember this forever, you know? Yeah. And those are the things they're going to remember. They're not even going to remember if you bickered a little bit. You know, right? Um, it's all good. I love yeah. that. Those, that's great advice. Like we should probably do a whole episode just on how to. Yeah, we can. I've got like a ton of notes on all the stuff that we went over with her. So we could, totally can come back and do a podcast yeah. on that. That would be, that would be fantastic. I love it. So um, tell us where we can find you online. And if, if anyone wants to hire you as their coach? Yeah. The best way to find me is just hashtag Jill, the money coach. That's the easiest way to find me. That's the easiest thing to remember, but I'm also at on Instagram at Jill Wright coaching. And that's uh, J I L L W R I G H T Jill Wright coaching on Instagram, on Facebook. And so that's the best way to find me. And I'm also on my website, jillwrightcoaching.com. Okay. All right. Yes, definitely go um, check Jill out if you want more information about mindset and lots of good tips here. So thanks for helping us think through how this applies to travel and how we can make our travel experiences better and open our minds to be able to go all these amazing places. I think that was great. Yeah. So thanks I, for joining us, Jill. I love this. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. All right. Thanks a lot. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my Family's Fly Free program where you get my simple step-by-step -step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join. That's familiesflyfree.com join to learn more and get started flying free today.